Hi, this is Grant Herbert. I'm just an ordinary guy with an outstanding wife and five amazing kids who is on his own journey of imperfection. Welcome to this week's episode of The People Builder. Do you find it difficult to have an opinion that's different to others? Or are you able to see things through their lens and have much healthier communication? Well, stick with me in this episode and I'm going to help you to develop the skills of social awareness that allow you to be able to show more empathy. Hi, this is Grant Herbert, Emotional Intelligence Speaker and Trainer of the Year and Master Coach Trainer. And today I'm going to continue our conversation in the third quadrant of emotional intelligence and help you to understand and use the power of empathy. Henry Ford once said, if there is any great secret to success, it lies in your ability to put yourself in the other person's place and see things from their point of view as well as your own. The challenge is in our fast-paced world, this lockdown pandemic world where social media is the main way that people communicate, I experience every day a lack of empathy. I see people looking at things clearly from their own perspective. And it's something that I've got to work on every day as well. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a look this week at why that is and what we can do instead so that we have great communication and better relationships. The first problem I see is people having tunnel vision. So we're really focused on what it is that we're doing and we need to be in a lot of cases. However, just having that tunnel vision where we can only see things down one lens, where there's no variant or no rule outside of that that would actually work for us, that can create a lack of empathy where we're totally focused on what it is that we're trying to achieve and what our agenda is. We can also lack concern where we don't really care about what's going on with anyone else except ourselves, and therefore act without consideration. And that can have uh, an effect on our relationships. It can have an effect on people's lives and it can create disengagement. But when we learn the skills of empathy, When we become more attuned to others, tuned into what it is that they're saying, what it is that is their perspective and understanding that, when we become sensitive to it, like when we bite into an ice cream and it puts that feeling in our teeth, we understand what it is that they could be going through. Where we feel the unspoken, just like, when a great singer sings a song and not only do we hear the lyrics, we feel the experience. And the end result is we end up being committed to collaboration rather than conflict. How can we work together so that we can all go through life and have our own views without all this conflict? So to do that, we need to develop this competency of emotional intelligence called empathy. So before we have a look at what empathy is, I'd like to just unpack what it isn't. Because I see a lot of times people 
misunderstand or have a different view of what empathy is. And therefore, they see it as something that's a weakness rather than a powerful strength. So if we go on one end of the scale, we've got apathy, which is, I don't care. I don't have any care about what it is that is in your situation. Totally oblivious to it, and I'm not getting involved in it. And then on the other side of the scale, there's sympathy, which says, I can see what you're going through and I feel sorry for you. Both apathy and sympathy can create thoughts and behavior which don't serve the other person, don't serve us, and definitely don't serve the greater good. So what we want to do is we want to learn the skills of empathy. So let's unpack what it is and then have a look at what we need to know so that we can learn it, develop it, and then use it in our daily life. Empathy is sensing other people's feelings and perspectives and taking that into consideration when we are working with them. It's taking an active interest in their concerns, not necessarily needing to do anything about it, but allowing that to be the lens that we look through when we are working with them and trying to understand what it is that they're going through in their world. So let me unpack five key principles that we need to consider so that we can walk down this path of empathy. The first is to balance your concern. So I've already talked about the fact that we have apathy, which means we don't care, sympathy, which means we feel sorry for you, and empathy, which means I want to understand what it is that you're going through. I want to understand your perspective. So we have to make sure that we do this in the correct balance because it's okay to have empathy for people. However, sometimes we need to actually get involved because it's something that is within our control and it is something that it is right for us to get involved with. Other times, we just need to understand. We need to be able to give them an environment where they can be just heard, where we can navigate the communication that we're having with them through that lens of understanding. So whenever you are involved in a situation that requires empathy, what you need to do is also look to see whether or not, A, there's a need, B, they want you to, to actually get involved and help them to do something about it. It's like for many years when I was growing up, right at mealtime, World Vision would put the images of starving children on the screen. The emotions that would well up in me as I saw that could either get me to do something about it and play the part that I could or just feel sorry for them or even feel bad about myself and not eat my dinner because I had food and they didn't. And this is a great example of having a balance around this. So what I did, I made sure that I did what I could as a child to not waste the food that I had. It allowed me to be more grateful for what it is that I had. And then as I grew up, I was able to get involved in doing what I could to raise money to help that cause, to actually sponsor kids around the world, to do Oxfam runs and the like so that I could actually get involved. And that's the balance of not just feeling sorry for them. 
I actually felt what they were going through and then I was able to do something about it. So whenever you are in a situation where you're seeing someone going through something, what you want to do is discern through your logical brain what it is that you could do to ease that burden of what they're going through. And to be honest, a lot of times there's nothing practical that you need to do. It's just listening and understanding that really, really helps. Number two is listening is the key. A lot of times in conversations, we're just communicating to be heard. Yet when we want to be empathetic, we need to really tune into what the other people are saying. And that takes the skill of active listening. Active listening says, I'm listening not just to hear what you're saying, I'm listening to understand. I'm actually present right here, right now, and that's all I'm focused on. So that I can get the cues and the clues and the understanding that I need to be able to see it from your perspective. So to do this, we need to shift our focus. We need to shift our focus from ourself and our own opinion, our own idea, our stance, our agenda, if you like, and we need to give full attention to the other person. So the second thing that we need to work on and build up is our ability to actively listen. Number three is to hear the emotions, whether it be written text, voice, body language. We can use our active listening skills to hear the emotion that comes through. Remember, social and emotional intelligence is the ability to be aware of our own emotions and what might be going on in the other person in the moment. Then to use that information to manage yourself and manage your relationship. So to do that, we need to be able to hear the emotion that's coming through, not just the words. We need to be able to use that reflective listening to ask questions so that we get that understanding. And instead of us thinking that they might be going through this, we can actually get clarity around that. When we're working with people on a screen or face-to-face, -face, we can actually see what could be going on as well. We can read those cues. However, no matter what the communication is, our number one goal here is to be able to know what it is that the other person's feeling. And that starts, as I said, by taking an active concern, being really curious and wanting to understand and see it from their perspective. And that's why we need to put down our own agenda, because if we only see it through that lens of what we want to achieve, we're not going to be able to actually feel, experience, hear what the other person's going through. Therefore, our decisions will be made totally around what we want. Number four is to acknowledge and clarify. So as we're going through a conversation, no matter what the medium is that we're using. We need to check in and we need to acknowledge what's been said, what we've heard and clarify so that we know that we've got the right understanding. Using phrases like, so what I'm hearing here is this and being able to reflect that back. And that shows the other person that you are acknowledging them, that you've heard them, that you're actually actively listening to them. 
And it also gives them the opportunity to then clarify any misunderstanding. Communication is such a valuable skill. It's something that I work on every single day. And I continue to tell you all that I'm a work in progress, just like you. Using reflective listening, acknowledging, checking in, clarifying is the number one key for me to be able to make sure that I can have healthy conversations. And number five is to withhold judgment. When we come from a perspective, an agenda, a view, a belief, when we put a meaning on what someone else says, is that they're attacking what we believe and those sort of things, we can become judgmental. And what we then do is put that judgment on the person through poor communication because the other person or people are human beings as well, there's also the risk of a misinterpretation and them decoding what it is that you're saying and filtering that through their own insecurities and their own challenges. And therefore there's a misunderstanding and the conflict comes in. However, when you look at the issue, when you look at the words that are being said, when you look at it from a contextual point of view, rather than looking at it that someone is saying something to you. When we take the focus away from how it affects us personally and withhold any need to judge what it is that they're doing or saying, then that is the environment that opens up mutually beneficial conversations. It's the key to empathy. There is no way that we can be an empathetic person where we can seek to understand what others are going through and therefore work with them and alongside them in whatever capacity is appropriate and achieve a great result for both of us unless we suspend judgment. I know for many years that for me, this was the biggest challenge. I was a very judgmental person because I held and still do strong moral beliefs. And one of the biggest challenges that I see is people doing the same thing. We're taking it personally. They feel like whatever the other person is saying, if it's not the same as what you agree with or what you believe, that they're actually attacking you and they're not. They've got a point of view. Now, in the case of social media, we've all seen situations where that conversation digresses and escalates as it goes down. And that's a classic example of a lack of emotional intelligence because it goes out of the logical brain, which is focusing on the issue, into the limbic brain, into the emotional brain. And the amygdala senses that there's something that we need to fear here. So we get that fight and flight or freeze response coming in. So there you have it. Five key principles that will help you to be more empathetic. As I'm doing this, you know, we're going into December. We're going into the year end where a lot of times we're going to have conversations with people that we don't normally see except around Christmas time. There's going to be a lot of people that are looking back at their life and they're looking at what they've achieved this year. And with the added weight of the pandemic and what it's done to their life, to their business, whatever it is, and they're looking at 2022, they're perhaps doing that in a different lens to what they might have done a couple of years ago. So right here, right now, me included, we all need to learn and go into this next period 
with a lot more empathy. You know, a lot of times I've seen people that think they're empathetic and then when you look at the behavior, you think, oh, I think that's just closer to being pathetic. <laughs> and we don't want that because we need more than ever right now communication that's healthy, that's uplifting, and we need it to be okay for people to believe things that are different to us. We need to let people go through their journey and empathize with them. We don't have to agree. But we can make that communication and that relationship a lot more fun for both of us. Well, that's it from me for another week. Join me again next week as we continue this conversation in the third quadrant of emotional intelligence, social awareness, by looking at the skill of situational awareness. I'll see you then. Well, hey, did you like that? Did you get something out of that that you can use in your life right now? I really hope that you did. If you like this episode, why not share it on your social media? and head over to my website, grantherbert.com, where you can register to join the conversation. So until next time, stay safe, enjoy being who it is that you were created to be without worrying what others expect you to be. I'll see you then.